Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Box Set Pod. Tonight we talk glow. No spoilers apart from episode one. If you've not seen episode one, you feel free to listen to this. We're not going to ruin too much of the series for you. Uh, our job is to try and persuade you or dissuade you from watching the series glow. You're welcome. And uh, Matthew Wanless and Jamie Anderson join us. Jamie as usual, and that and Matthew's basically as usual now as well. So we've got London and Manchester together as one. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I have not eaten anything today other than one bowl of cereal at breakfast. I am sitting here in a room that's about 38 degrees. I am as naked as the day I was born. Oh. I was in a dressing gown. I've had to shed that right now. Um, Is this some wow. weird like new diet you're on, Howell? Well, also the way I haunch over the bed while I'm recording is like the the curtains are open on the window. So when I finish this podcast, I stand up holding my computer, putting my dressing gown on, and the whole street can see that happen. I wonder what they think I've been up to. Oh. Hey, anyway. Wow, what a horrible set of images. I know. I, I look, wow. Imagine Gollum in the corner of a spare room. That's what I look like right now. But, like but an, you don't look like Gollum. No, 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 like Gollum. Gollum who's let himself go a bit. That kind of Gollum. You look like um, you've got the face of a garden gnome. <laughs> Says the man <laughs> with the beard. Says the man who's just missing a pointy hat. Okay. No, but I'm, if we my made beard doesn't look like a gnome, though. Please email us. I don't Studio. have those kind of cheruby cheeks. Do you know what? If we did merchandise of us all as gnomes, it would work perfectly. Studio at the boxsetpod.com. If you'd like to invest, let us know. Um, look, I certainly couldn't be a wrestler, and tonight we're talking about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Um, okay, Jamie, how much of Glow have you watched? All. And Matthew. Oh, okay. Whoa. Right. We thought, we, we thought you were on a wanna. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I thought I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. I, I watched the whole thing. Well, you definitely oh. poured scorn on it. So brace yourselves. Let's begin with Jamie and I saying how brilliant this series is. Let's, I yeah. loved it from minute Let, one. Let's just go through the basics of the plot. Then. Do it. So, yeah, Alison Brie, Community and Mad Men's own. Uh, is basically a, a, an actress who's struggling to find work, especially in the world of the uh, dominated by decent male roles. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, in her desperation, she takes an audition for a new wrestling TV show. She doesn't know that that's Glow. what it is, but during the audition... Yeah, you gather that audition. from by the end of the episode. Um, this show is going to be called Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling... It's being directed by a sleazy B-movie director played by Mark Maron and stars a number of uh, eccentric characters 
who all joined for the audition process. And that is episode one. If you yes. just watched episode one, it's literally the auditioning process. Set in LA, and also worth mentioning, this is based on a true story. The, the glow, yeah. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling was the name of a TV show in the States in, in the 80s and yeah. was huge. It's, um, it, it's a com- it's definitely it's a comedy this it's a bit yeah. of drama in there as well yeah yeah, nice yeah I'll, go, I'll go along with that yep. Good. oh Matthew agrees on the genre <laughs> <laughs> and, and um, if you've seen there is also a documentary on Netflix so don't get confused if, if we persuade you to watch it don't watch the wrong thing we're talking about the TV series I recommend watching the documentary but only afterwards and I, I don't think the documentary is all that great to be honest but it sheds light on the truth versus the uh, the dramatisation so how does it compare to have interest quite it's quite different um but then again as we've said a lot with uh, everything recently they will obviously be trying to squeeze this out into more series so um it's it's not covered the same places there was a lot of las vegas action in reality and we've not gone to vegas but i would uh, put bet my house on series two we'll being in las there. vegas yeah yeah, yeah. um so I loved it. I loved it start to finish. Mark Maron, I've only heard on his podcast and seen in his TV series Maron. I, I've always thought that he was okay as an actor. In this, I thought he really found his chops and was, was great. Alison Brie, I've always enjoyed. thought she was great. I thought her and um, the other... Late Betty Gilpin. Betty Gilpin were both brilliant. They rock spandex in a way that I love, and yet I don't want to objectify them because they do it in a way that is entirely feminine. The characters are are all uh, brilliant female characters, I think. Um, I think better characters than um, from season two onwards of Orange is the New Black. I would make that argument. Um, well, it's interesting you bring that up, Howell, because the creators uh, of this, Carly Mensch and, uh, I believe, um, Liv, uh, Liz Flahive, mm. um, are both... <laughs> what was that, Howell? Nothing. Are you confident with that pronunciation? Flahive. Flahive. I'm, going, I'm going with Flahive. <laughs> okay. Um, and, of course, uh, most famously, um, uh, Genji... Cohan, uh, who also did Weeds, are behind. I've worked on Orange is the New Black. They've also worked on Nurse Jackie. There's some real pedigree with strong mm. female. Well, that explains the uh, the Betty Gilpin connection. Yeah, it yeah. does, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. she's great in Nurse Jackie. Yeah. And, and I think she's great in this as well. And this as well. She's, well, she's good in this. Well, yeah. I think what's interesting is it took me a while to realise where I'd seen her before, and I've quite recently watched all of that. So it's testament to her acting chops that she's made. Yeah, to- I mean, I don't want to focus on the only male in the cast for too long, but I do yeah. want to mention Mark Maron for a minute. Yeah. Because, I mean... Obviously, we've I've listened to a lot of his podcasts as of you, Howell. And uh, what about you, Matt? You've been on his radar. No, I I had heard the name, but I I couldn't have placed it at all, and uh, and I've not seen anything that he's done. Oh wow! I mean, I I haven't CF. seen. Yeah, you should get on it. I get mean, on. it's really good. Um, I, I haven't seen any of his, his previous TV show, Marin, but uh, I was very surprised, firstly, by the size of his role. Mm-hmm. Didn't know he'd be that big and important in the cast. Secondly, by he's a very good actor. Like he's. Mm. He's he's got some chops on him, and I did not expect 
the level of performance from um, uh, someone who I just assumed was like a, you know, a bit of an angry comedian. So mm. this is uh, impressive. Well, this I get the feeling with this that he really didn't expect it to be <laughs> to be what it is. That's my <laughs> theory. I think he went in and kind of walked it, and um, good, good. He didn't he didn't worry too much about it, which is his problem in general. I think. Um, mm. Yeah. So well done him. Okay, well, oh, and let me just say, I, I think it's it's another one of those things, even from the cover, that is harking back to eighties, nineties, Stranger Things, all the other stuff we've talked about. And oh, yes, there's downright set in the eighties. You know, it's very, yeah, very eighties. Yeah, and there's that kind of uh, it's it's of that ilk, and I loved it for that. I. I just loved it. I just, I, I gobbled it up. I think it's a really quick watch. Clearly, Matthew, who's going to hold some criticism of it, has still watched it all. And so whatever he says, before we hand over to Matt, whatever Matt says, just ignore it. Over to Matt. I mean, I I don't have a bucket of scorn to pour over it. Okay. But it's fine. so this is the golf here we really do jamie on a scale of one to ten how much do you love this i'd give it a very strong 8.5 yeah oh wow really i'd be up there with nine and a half myself so this to me is like the first series of oranges the new black i think it's i think it's got so many similarities with oranges the new black yeah it does yeah Mm. well okay so clearly the drama in this podcast episode is the difference between jamie and i 7.5 and matt's uh i mean it's a, it's a solid six, I guess. <laughs> okay, all right. Seven. Okay, the drama lies. You know in what, though? Half I mean, a point. <laughs> Let's go. Like, no, Jamie gave it an eight, didn't he? An eight point five. Oh, maybe he did. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought it was. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, I mean, like, it is very similar to Orange Is the New Black. In in that, like, Alison Brie, Betty Gilpin, Mark Maron. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying watching all of their stuff. Like the, the you know the the dynamic between the women is really interesting. And, uh, and I mean, I, you know, I, I want to like Alison, what Alison Bree's doing in it a bit more than I do. I think, cause I'm a big fan of hers. Mm. Um, but I think they're, they're, they're being a bit trite with their, their um, kind of, uh, her playing up. They're, they're playing up of her, um, kind of, Oh, I'm such an actor stuff. And I got a bit bored of that. Um, Oh, we get it now. Ah, we understand now. Matt's taken the pretentiousness personally because he is a pretentious actor. That's the problem. No, no. Personally, it's all right, Matt. It's It's all right. right. Remain calm. Remain calm. It's It's all all right. right. I've taken it personally. Fine. (laughs) Um, But the peripheral characters, and they are really quite peripheral because, as as with Orange Is the New Black, they are just broad stroke kind of. uh, what are they? They're kind of folk tales. They're all, uh, and, and this this is where Orange Is the New Black fell apart as well. As soon as you started getting the backstories of the uh, of the periphery, mm. it was just like, oh god, I don't care. Yeah. All these stories are so boring and, well, uh, yeah. and, and obvious, and uh, and I just I just don't care. I mean, thankfully this this show doesn't veer off into their backstory so much. You just kind of get little moments of getting to know them and that kind of thing. Um, well, I hope they they're, don't they're do that. They're all just so I broad, hope they don't and, do that and none of them are fleshed three. out. Yeah, I hope they don't um, take I, I that turn. Don't, I don't imagine they will because it's not the same as um, 
uh, prison where it's like you want to know how someone got there. I imagine, you know, you, you kind of know everything you need to know about everyone now, about how they've um, come to be part of GLOW. Yeah. But it just... Do you know what I mean at all, or, or did you just love everything about it? Um, I loved everything about it. I, 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 I do know what you mean. I, my, yeah. my concern, now that I wasn't aware of quite how much Orange is the New Black um, creators were part of this, my concern certainly then is that in order to stretch it out for another two series, they'll start doing backstories of individuals. And I agree, the central... I much prefer a central character to be driving it forward um, and moving forward with pace. Where this may be saved is that it's following a historical line, but that doesn't mean to say they won't eke it out for a few series. Well, this is the other problem I have, Mm. which is that um, the whole central thing of it is just I just don't understand how uh, they decided to make a, a big series about it. Mm. It just doesn't do anything for me. This whole that, that, like this idea of this weird sort of sub category of a, an already very strange sport. Well, um, don't you think that that is purely about where we live? That if you grew up in, if this was a series about, for example, Noel's house party. <laughs> And some secrets. Oh, not at all. Do not start talking to me about wrestling. Yeah, but did you watch? Did you watch Glow then at the time? <laughs> not Glow, no. But I was a massive WWF person when yeah, I was but that's, like. That's not Glow. That's, Ten to fifteen. But isn't it reliant on the reminiscence of? in part of is that what's missing is what i'm saying you know <laughs> maybe i mean that. i'd never heard of glow i glow, glow wasn't a thing was it was it did yeah, it actually yeah, yeah, become yeah. massively popular it was huge huge that's it was wow. it was absolutely never heard of it massive. did it rival wwf then well it, it you've got to think of it in terms of tv so it was a massive you know millions and millions of people watched it and it suddenly stopped but, all of a sudden and but so, wwf was tv as well yes it was but you didn't you didn't get it what I'm saying is this was a massive oh, okay. TV series in the States and right. and it stopped all of a sudden. So there's a great kind of um, what on earth happened to that? There's a big question if you grew up with it. What happened to that? I, God, I watched that. Well, oh, fair enough. But like, do, do you know what I mean? It's where it's like when you're watching the wrestling scenes and watching them get better at wrestling, mm-hmm. are you not kind of just waiting for the next scene to happen? No. I mean, I, I like the... Um, I mean, I think wrestling is... A, prime fodder for a comedy comedy i was, I was gonna say i found them funny this it's, is. it's like I, but you know what what i like about it is that it it kind of give, you kind of respect wrestling as well like you see the funny side of it mm. you see the humor in the play acting but you also appreciate the skill and like the that you know it never really kind of patronizes about the actual subject matter but, but wrestling is massively there for the for the rip for the you know taking the mickey no. out of and looking at in this in this way oh yeah no sorry i i I've, i haven't said what i mean very well i think you're absolutely right about that i think it's the origin story that i don't enjoy mm. like oh. if it if it if it was just if it was just set in an established thing and mm. and everyone's really good at it because like when they when they get down to it it's it, and it's you know they're professional about it it's very entertaining to watch and, and like you know, if, if wrestling's on, I'll still watch someone do a drop kick. Yeah, I'll well, still that, sit there while someone leaps is... off the top ropes and clothesline another person on someone's shoulder. It's great to watch. But but, but that what is I what... Do, what I don't enjoy is the kind of uh, is the shit bits of it. 
you well, know? Yeah, but I think then you're suffering for the the baggage you bring as a wrestling fan then, because the fascination with this story was it wasn't athletes, it wasn't wrestlers who'd wrestled who were brought together in a league. It was actresses who were you, who had it put upon them. You know, we're going to pull off this thing that is going to be women wrestling and it's going to draw a big crowd. You know, that is yeah, the origin I mean, story all, is the point of difference. Yeah, all wrestling started somewhere. Everyone was an amateur at some point but i'm just saying i just don't find it a particularly interesting thing to watch someone get good at i do when it's actresses you see that's where it's for me that's what makes the whole thing so funny is that those scenes those when you're watching people get good at it you're watching people who have only been actors suddenly get go through uh, what actual pain is and how to do these moves and you feel the mm. the hits with them so do you get me, any real sense of that though because the only what the only people who are obviously actresses are um the two leads everyone else is kind of just something else i know that well they were all there on an audition weren't they i just accepted they were actresses as well but but then we don't focus in on them which as with previous but they don't I hope we don't what i mean is they don't they, they don't um display any traits of being actors apart yeah. from alison brie really yeah, I get yeah, that. no, that's true. Well, yeah. I think she's supposedly, despite her pretensions, just like you, Matt, someone, I'm sure you're an excellent actor, she, I think, is kind of the, the best actor there, despite her pretentiousness. The chances are she really deserved, you know, the, we open the first scene is her doing something actually very good and different. You know, she's a good actress in that first scene. And then we find out she's reading the man's part. Um which, which in retrospect was on purpose. So I think that she is supposed to be really good actress. Uh, yeah. Everyone else uh, would uh, kind of never <coughs> going to get a big part. Well, yeah, and I think you're right. I think that they are, you know, she represents the actor trying to be the wrestler. I think a lot of the other characters represent almost like very much, um, they are a bunch of eccentrics, but there's a little bit of like us in that these are total amateurs, not knowing what they're doing, watching them understand wrestling and then get better at portraying these characters and pulling off the moves like there's a scene in one of the rehearse in the rehearsal episode where they rehearse the wrestling and they get the crowd in where one of the wrestlers she gets spat at and uh she's like really shocked and like it is quite shocking in the way they do it like it's quite a shocking moment and they start throwing stuff at her mm, yeah. and uh i think there's that's a really good moment of like Spoilers. Oh, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, but oh, crap. You know, this is them understanding that the art form of what they are doing. And like, there's something in that accepting that you're going to be hated. Part of your role will be you, you're the one who gets hated by people. And there's something interesting in like them discovering these characters that they're going to be playing and uh, developing storylines from that. And I think, I think that. You're right in some respects that there is a little bit too much of like the being crap at it. And I think they did probably do a bit too much of that. And we didn't get to see enough. And I think because they're gonna clearly going to bang this out over maybe four or five series, they're stretching it a little bit. And they've not they've not really gone into like them actually getting, you know, they, but only by the final episode, spoiler, do we get... No, no, <laughs> um, no, no. I was not no. allowing that one. No. But, only, <laughs> but, you know, you get my, you get my point, though. That yeah. they probably have, you know, stretched out a little bit because of the length they're looking to 
drag the, the show out, but I still... You I make a good point, that, Jamie. I would say that this is much, much more guilty of the kind of pace wrangling <laughs> that you were talking about last week, Howell, than pretty much anything that we've watched since Frequency. Yeah, it's it's mm. no, it's true. quite yeah. obvious in this one, I think. Um, whereas Handmaid's Tale, you have to be a real seasoned pro to be able to spot it. That's... Um, <laughs> 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 um, Let's uh, get Ad- Adam Comstiff wants to join us, and we're you know um, we've got quite far in, I suppose. Adam, hey. are you there? Hey. Hello. Ah, there he is. Yeah. Hey. Adam, we've kind hey. of gone through uh, highs and lows of glow so far. Adam is another regular. If you've never heard him before, uh, Adam uh, pops up here and there, and he uh, has how much of glow have you watched, Adam? I have watched all of the glow. You see, here's the thing. When was the last time we did something where everybody, Ooh. because it is very easy to eat up whatever criticisms oh, Matt's yeah. got, you will swallow this bad boy whole. I watched, uh, I, you know what? I would be not at all surprised if you, if you like, if people to ask me questions about glow, I wouldn't be able to answer about 60% of them because I watched it while I was doing all manner of other things. But that's fine. It's well, that's the problem, that's the isn't it? Yeah, maybe that is the problem. It's while he was uh, he was going through his wrestling cards from 1984. Going, this isn't right. This is not right. Oh well, I actually, uh, Superfly Jimmy Snooker patented that move in the uh, WrestleMania Six against the Ultimate Warrior, uh, and that's ended in disqualification due to salt being thrown in the referee's eyes. <laughs> well, was that, that was an actual fact, that, wasn't it? Wow. No, I just made it up. That's a conglomerate of about four different matches, uh, that one. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, Adam, marks out of ten for Glow. Eleven. Nice. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Another one. Nice. Yeah. Did, yeah, tell, me why, tell me why you loved it. Uh, oh, funny, well-acted, uh, original sort of idea, um... Mark Maron saying cunt punches twice. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, uh, I just thought it was great. It was a show where I sort of had zero expectations or, or sort of pre, um, pre-formed ideas about, and it just sort of got me straight out of the blocks. There's a just lot an of, easy um... sort of, not an overdeveloped thing. Again, it was something they could have milked, something that could have turned into something much longer, or it feels like they've left loads of meat on the bone. I think It's they, covered I think in milk. Really the bone is bare. <laughs> uh, um, I, I Matt, don't want to repeat the conversation you've already had, I guess. But no, uh, well, yeah, it feels like there's loads more to explore from from a lot Matt, of those characters. Matt has brought a great deal of baggage to this one and is in the minority very much. And and I'll say this: there is a lot of. Um, I found myself the other day actually going, oh, God, what can I watch? Which is amazing because we've got so many things on the go. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of heft at the moment. Fargo is heavy. Um, the Hammer's mm-hmm. Tale is heavy. What else have we discussed recently? Or, House of Cards House season five. Yeah, they've all on, yeah, had a lot of heft. And then Glow came on and it was just like, oh, yes, it's oh, yeah. like watching the Care Bears or something. It's taken me back. <laughs> I'm fine. No, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go along with that because, uh, as much as like, I'm obviously I'm being a bit um, uh, over dramatic about it because it makes for better radio. Whatever. But I wouldn't say to someone that they shouldn't watch this show. No, I'd, I'd recommend it. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what about Kate Nash <laughs> turning oh, up? Yeah. Well? I mean, yeah, like, she's that, a mediocre that, actress. I mean, that, yeah, because that, that's what freaked me out a little bit. Because like. <laughs> 
we were like, she was the one who annoyed us in the cast. We were like, this one, this girl, why she's putting? On, and we actually thought she was putting on an English accent. I completely uh, agree. I thought that as well. Yeah. And then um, we, we realised it was Kate Nash, and it was like, holy shit, she did that horrible song. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Jamie, those horrible songs. Harsh. There were more than one. I'll dig out we the interview. Her. I'll dig out yeah, the interview where Jamie is charming to Kate Nash about that horrible song, shall I? Um, He's a professional. He certainly is. Um, <laughs> Consummate. Not yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as with, um, and I'm going to ruin something here, but I don't even care. If, you ha- if you're not up to date with Game of Thrones, Ed Sheeran makes a bloody cameo. Ed Sheeran makes uh. a cameo in Game of Thrones. And I'm furious about it, because, because not because he's Ed Sheeran, but because he wasn't very good. You know good. what? And I guess what? He quit Twitter today as well. I'm, I, I'm guessing I, it's because of that. I heard he quit. <laughs> I heard he quit last week. So, um, But anyway, yes, uh, Kate Nash is fine. But as with Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones, fine. And that's my problem. But people in America don't know who she is, and good on her because she got a bit shafted. You know, she was part of the music industry and still is, and, that, and the music industry shafts you, and she's managed to get herself a gig. So well done, Kate Nash. But there's an interesting story behind all that, I'm sure, isn't there? How did that happen? Um, yeah, I mean, she's still going very much hmm, as an independent okay. sort of artist, isn't she? As well, I she's someone who's, who's yeah, been the sort of yeah. pop stuff and does a lot of self-release stuff. And yeah, I, I, yeah, it took me ages to figure out who she was. But yeah, I didn't think she was all right. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I didn't think she was that bad. I thought she was all right. I thought it's she was fine. good. Well it, I felt bad that I was trying to think about this show and I thought, it's such a good ensemble cast. Why do I want to talk about how good Mark Maron is in it straight off? I know, because that's exactly, yeah. You cast absolute filled with women. It yeah. shouldn't be. Because Alison, but Alison Brie's great in everything. I think she's particularly good in this. Um, but yeah, I think Mark Maron's brilliant in it. I, I, you know, I've not seen him do anything other than himself, and uh, I know it's not. It doesn't feel like the biggest stretch of his acting jobs, but I think he's great in it. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree. I think I think that the, the, the and you're right. It is funny. Like the, it's, it's genuinely a funny. I, I love the Alison Brie character. And I think that it's important that she. It's nice to see her in a in a really strong role, and it's nice to see. I hope they stay with her as a lead character, like we've said in the second series, that she, you know, her dynamic with Mark Maron is really good. And they were really, the the chemistry, the way they worked together was really fun to watch and they're a really interesting sort of pairing. I think um, I understand Matt's criticism of her to some degree. And it's, uh, but I see it as an, a good thing because all the roles we've seen her in so far have been about being almost non-like uptight in Mad Men and in community and stuff and um, in this what I like about this series is all the women get to move around as women they they get to kind of uh, yeah just literally walk talk and and behave in a way that seems quite um, quite <laughs> Honest and women walking and talking, everyone. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, she doesn't have to play. She's not being forced into a a, a sort of um, a tight, a straight jacket of a role, and uh, and so it's quite. Exposing. Are you talking about her or the character at this point? I'm, t- I'm saying Alison Brie. I think exposes herself in lots of ways, which is quite brave for an actor to do in this series where we haven't seen her do that before. Um, as such, I don't know whether she is 
as good an actress as we all thought she was. I don't know. I think, I think, but basically what I'm saying is, I think she exposes herself and opens herself bare to the kind of criticism, the kind of critical wolves, such as Matthew Wandless, to then be able to, um, critique her performance. I don't think I've said anything about her performance. I said I, did, I didn't like the... I said I didn't like the uh, the way they were leaning on her being a pretentious actress. You said, about ten minutes in, you said, ha- haven't you got um, a bit of a problem with Alison Brie? Something like that. But, Can't you see? Okay, but I was talking about the way that the, the, the character's been written, not about her performance. Okay, fine, fine. Um, but you think it was a bit? It's a bit cheap to have her to the, the struggling actress thing was a bit two D. Do you think? Well, yeah, like the bit, the bit where um, I think this is in episode two. So sorry, um, uh, but where she um, where she wants to come up with a backstory for the fight. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she starts throwing herself around the ring. I was just, I, 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 I thought that was really quite poor, but. Um, yeah, but uh, it was uh, meant to be slightly poor, though, wasn't it? She was meant to be not very good at it. Well, this is- yes, of course she was. Yeah, but I thought the whole con- I thought the whole idea was just like it. It, it was just so come on. Well, this is that is- really what you're going to have her do? This is exactly what I mean. Is that she's she's. Uh, not since drama school have I seen people do things so embarrassing and she's thrown herself into that and they've I think that's what that character is written as she's the character no I know I'm saying that but I'm I'm, I'm having a go at that the no, fact yeah, that that's yeah, no, how that no. character is written it's so mm. boring and stereotypical it's like I, I expect her to start talking about being a tree or something like that yeah but those you things, know where it's just like broad stroke drama school stereotypes but those things exist mm. you know those those things are they don't uh, really do, oh they do, do. They? oh i've seen <laughs> they don't i mean I've, I've never met anyone who's that pretentious about anything um oh I, you should have I been on my a level theater studies course mate <laughs> oh blimey i could give yeah. you as many examples as you like on that um i've uh, okay I've seen an, an actress once seriously suggest to me in a room that because an eagle is mentioned in the script that they should all behave like eagles whilst forming the shape of an eagle. Uh, to which oh, I said, fair enough. There are dickheads out there. <laughs> <laughs> to which I said, why don't you show me? <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, after which she realised it wasn't such a great idea. That's a... <laughs> um, but yeah, I recognised that character. And, and I think to play that character... You have to have you have to be able to satirise that world quite well, and and also genuinely open yourself up to stupidity. So yeah, I'm not criticising you. You might well be right about the criticism of that character, but I bought it. Okay, I think the whole sort of um, opening yourself up to sort of risk taking abuse. It kind of you feel like actually in the course of making the show that they had as much fun as it would be to actually become part of a wrestling show if you know what i mean because they yeah. actually had to do the whole learning to wrestle and having to just it like it felt like it's one of those shows that you watch and you think this must have been a lot of fun to do yeah and at a point where it was, um, it's not a massive point to say they get good mm-hmm. like you find yourself genuinely going wow they got good that's brilliant like being genuinely happy for them enjoying the fact that this becomes a proper sort of like sports kind of series to a to a yeah. degree and how yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, the whole sort of sense of fun and yeah it made me want to watch more wrestling it made me watch a documentary about the actual glow immediately yeah. afterwards if you watched that yeah i didn't rate oh, it that much but it, i thought it was all right but it was I, interesting think, to see the difference wasn't it um to reality i think like it's interesting on... similarity so yeah. come on yeah 
on the supporting characters, I do think there are some strong ones in them. I know you said they were a bit 2D, but, you know, I, one of the, what, the characters I really enjoyed was the welfare queen. Like, I thought she was brilliant. <laughs> like, the amount of times I just, uh, you know, laughing out loud at some of the sort of scenes she had in the ring. <laughs> I thought she was really well yeah. done. And, like, the old biddies as well. And there was something, like, there was something really enjoyable about watching these, like, uh, people, like, come with their own little characters and, and, and flesh them out. There's something nice about that process. I think having, I enjoyed that. Having watched the documentary, I think that they've been incredibly kind to the men in it because the men have their problems, like uh, the producer's a rich boy who's spoiled and Mark Maron's a cokehead. But... Um, I think watching the documentary in reality, I think there was a lot more misogyny going on than than they've kind of portrayed in it by the sound of yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think they've intended to make it a very fictionalised sort of yeah. sort of take on it. They've taken very broad inspiration from it, haven't they? But, but there is in a way, it misses similarities In a way, it misses it um, because the husband is um, quite it plays the misogynist in it, and yet this whole thing, gorgeous ladies of wrestling, is sort of it's such a misogynistic it's phrase, pretty exploitative it? from the start isn't it yeah really quite quick sort of yeah but again there's there's but, more but i like that they didn't that. i like that it yeah. didn't just become a kind of uh male bashing thing and that to both female and male characters they they drew some they drew some quite um interesting flaws instead of just going for the easy shot you know yes that's true which is nice um has anyone got any final points have we hmm. missed anything um, I mean, I, d- I don't think anything's been missed, really. I think that as far as comedies go recently, there aren't many comedies, new comedies coming out that I think are better than this mm. that have come out recently, at least new stuff. Yeah. And and I, and, and I think it's a really, it's well-timed, like, there's not a lot, you know, it's, it's been a well-timed coming out round now with, like you said, how a lot of kind of heavy material on TV and on Netflix and on Amazon or whatever, it's nice to have something that's really, it's just so easy to just enjoy and watch and escape to the 80s LA world with the soundtrack and the rock set and And the montages. uh, But under that surface, there are a couple of great montages. Yeah, and the soundtrack, yeah, it's all all nicely done, isn't it? Really good. I am missing. I tell you what, the. Sorry, sorry. I I was just going to say I do think there's a big lack at the moment for just really fun comedies. One that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. soon that I'm going to put in our calendar is Girl Boss. Has anyone started watching Girl Boss? Oh, not yet. The title will put you off because you'll think that it's something like starring uh, female Macaulay Culkin. Um, But it's really fun. It's a funny modern thing. And I think we're going to have a good debate on it because the characters are different. Um, But that's another newish one that's worth watching on Netflix. But it is hard to find a, 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 a really good comedy at the moment, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think with this one, my, my, my main problem with it, I think, actually, is that I wanted it to be better. Mm. Um, and I, are, are you I, a I'm wrestling fanboy? Being... Yeah, no, no, no. It's not, not are because, you dressed um, as Ric Flair doing this right now? Yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> if only I was. If only I could pull off uh, a, a Ric Flair <laughs> red pants and red boots. Um, but uh, it, it's just that um, when... Oh, I don't know. It's not because it was about wrestling. It's not because the subject is particularly dear to my heart, although I did, I really enjoyed wrestling when I was a kid, but it's just like, it, it, it seems like a, a big opportunity. And I just, um, I, f- I feel like 
with this with the same the same as Orange is the New Black, you know, they they've they've got this um massive uh female ensemble with um a, a huge mix of races and stuff. And I just feel like obviously you you know what it doesn't matter what I I think because they're getting massive popularity with some of this stuff, but I just feel like they're blowing it a little bit. Yeah, quite often and Matthew Wonders has a really good point. Uh, in this case, he's completely wrong. It's a brilliant <laughs> TV series. Discard everything that you've just heard. Um, it is good. It is good. I wanted it to be better. <laughs> I, I want to say now, any of Matt's family who are listening, I think it should be put down in Matt's will that on his tombstone should be written, I wanted it to be better. I, I was just mm. expecting more. <laughs> I was just expecting yeah. more. <laughs> Here lies Matt Hondless. He just wanted a bit more. <laughs> ah, brilliant. Right, well, listen, thank you. Um, it's been a pleasure, this one. It feels nice to chew the chew a thin cracker, but a, a, a cracker that's nonetheless very tasty. Um, <laughs> it's been a while, it seems, since we've not been trawling through some pretty hefty issues, and uh, that's quite good. Um, next week, Vikings. Now, this is going to take a challenge for us, because we've got not one, but two strangers joining us, I think two. Oh, uh, fans. Really? Yeah. Uh, one is a listener of the podcast who has emailed us before called Ray. Uh, another is someone recommended by Mel. Uh, I, I won't say her name until she's uh, definitely confirmed. But... Um, this is going to require effort, and our box set team tend to join us when they happen to have watched something anyway, but we all need to try our best to watch Vikings by next week for the sake of Ray, who set that challenge down for us. I'll do that. Did, was he the guy who, who emailed in saying we should watch it? That's right. That's right. And he's yeah, going to join I'm us. I'm going to give it a go. You I'll know, I've always been interested in it. Yeah, um, it just it just doesn't look good. <laughs> I've already, I'll, I'll, I'll watch the first episode. I've already warned Ray to expect um, some lively uh, critique. I will oh. bring my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you want to email us as usual, studio at theboxsetpod.com. Be interesting to find someone who wasn't impressed with Glow, uh, just to make Matt feel less existentially bummed out. And um, we will see you next week. Uh, as we discuss Vikings uh, and obviously Game of Thrones in between. Au revoir. Au revoir, everybody. Au revoir. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Goodbye.